Do you know what I fear the most about long-awaited sequels? And I'm talking about really, really long-awaited sequels. Sequels to movies that never had a sequel to begin with. Sequels to movies that came out uh, a long time ago. Years and years ago. Maybe even decades. The thing that I fear the most is the possibility that it could be terrible. But, but why, why would it be terrible? Well, let's look at the facts. Why hasn't the first one ever had a sequel. I'm not just talking about Super Troopers, I'm talking about anything that's had decades since a, another movie. It's the fact that the first one is usually speaking a classic. A classic that holds nostalgia to it. So, what you're looking at is a movie that's fueled by nostalgia primarily, and it's that nostalgia that'll give you anticipation, making you want to see it. And I'm with the rest of the world, I want to see these movies because I love the characters, I love the story, I love whatever it is about the first one that made it so so classic. Um, now, I've never seen the first movie until a couple of days ago, so I don't have almost two decades worth of anticipation of nostalgia building in me. Uh, I just saw it a couple days ago. I said, okay, I understand that this is an instant classic. I understand why. I understand the comedy. And I'm ready to see the second movie. So, really, what you're going to expect from the second one is for it to try to imitate the first one because they know what made it so successful in the first place. But I'm kind of wondering if they knew how to add onto it, how to build onto it, or would it just be basically a revamping of the first Super Troopers movie? That's the one thing that I feared the most because, you know, you've had so many years, 18 years, to come up with a brand new story, brand new jokes, in a way that didn't copy the first one. I didn't want to see them copy it. Did they copy it is the main thing that I wondered. You know, it's arguable, but I think for the most part they did. A big majority of this movie is carbon copy. So let's talk about what the movie is about. Essentially, we have our super troopers again. They are back on the road. They are back on the highway. Uh, and they are helping a transitional period in which they found out that Vermont historically deserves a portion of Canada. So Canada is losing some space, Virginia is adding some, so they are the representatives of America, essentially, while they are also helping the ambassadors, uh, the helpers of uh, Canada, the uh, Montes there, help the transitional period, help the people who live there, who are technically Canadians right now, but will soon be Americans, which makes absolutely no sense on immigration status. Um, and it's just humor from there. But now you take a look at this. We got the Montes, you got the American Super Troopers, and of course now we have our very, very similar uh, argument on whose territory is whose and who's the better cop uh, just like the first one 
And just to, for some reason, add to that is the fact that we also have a drug smuggling um, case going on, which is literally exactly like the first movie. Uh, did it have to be drug smuggling? No. Could it have been anything else? Literally, yes. There's so many things that are illegal, so why did it have to be more drugs? And why did they have to be in an argument with more cops? I get it, Canada and their Montes, it's funny. I get it. I get where they were going for. They wanted to reinvent uh, what made the first one so popular. But at the same time, they kind of squandered the possibility of originality at the same time. But it does have some original jokes in there. It did try. It did try to at least be its own thing. So let's go ahead and break down how good or how bad Super Troopers 2 is by looking at five main categories, and that is people, writing, behind the scenes, the narrative arc, and the entertainment category as well as the specialty category that was customized specifically for the movie at hand. Each of these categories has five subcategories of their own, which makes up for the points in the long run of how I scored the movie. So let's go ahead and start with the people category. So the people category is broken down into five subcategories. Those subcategories are acting, characters, casting, importance, and the chemistry. So this is a comedy. You don't typically see a lot of high scores on this front just because they're focusing more on humor. So humor is more seen in the writing section. But for the people category, you're looking at the acting. And of course, the acting isn't anything Oscar-worthy. There's not a lot of you know range when it came down to emotions or anything like that. It's just humorous people playing pranks on each other. Um, and that's about it when it came down to acting-wise. They're all basically acting the same throughout the movie. So that gets one out of two possible stars for the acting category. Um, subcategory, rather. Character-wise, um, this is where pretty much both the movies do very well at. It's a very character-centric film um, that focuses not only on who these characters are and how they differentiate between each other, uh, but also their individual lives, why they are there, and what they are doing in the long run. So the character-wise, that does get two out of two possible stars. It's an important part of the movie. Uh, casting, the first movie I gave this full points because it did a really good job at casting these people that I've never really seen before. Even to this day, the only thing that I've seen them in was Super Troopers 1 and 2. Um, and because of that, it's as if they were born to play these roles and they did a great job. However, in the second movie, they didn't really pay that much attention to the same idea with the Canadian Montes. The Canadian Montes um, are all actors that you've seen before, and yes, they are funny actors and everything, but when it comes down to them heading up against these other Super Troopers that you've known so well for pretty much only being the Super Troopers, 
Uh, it doesn't mesh well for me. I think they should have picked more unknowns to play uh, those roles, and I don't think they would have had any problems with that, because when I'm thinking about these Canadian characters, could have anybody played them? Well, any of any main comedians probably could have. There's nothing that told me that these were the only actors that could have played them, so... This gets one out of two possible stars just for the Canadian front. So, that's one out of two possible stars. Importance when it comes down to the importance of these characters and what each and every one of them adds to the plot at hand. It's just like the first one. Um, they don't really have individual reasons. While they have their own backstories and they have their own things going on in their own lives, that makes them less than flat characters, but it doesn't give them, each and every one of them, importance on being there. So that gets one out of two possible stars. They all kind of blend together as far as the plot goes. And as far as chemistry goes, uh, just like the first one, again, it's not a chemistry-oriented film. While these people play their roles well enough together, um, that's not really what I'm looking for when it comes down to chemistry. I'm looking for a movie that's focusing more on that fact than just the fact that they work well together. Um, I'm looking for, you know, relationships. and <laughs> That's another thing that kind of copies the first one. There's a love interest for another one of the cops, and you know, it's a different cop, it's a different girl, but the whole love-hate thing that turns into love, it's just like the first one. But anyways, the chemistry-wise, not what I expected, uh, or rather, not what I wanted to see. So this gets one out of two possible stars. If we add up all those stars, we get six out of ten possible stars for the people category. Next up, we're looking at the writing category and, and the five subcategories that are found there. So the writing category is broken down into these subcategories. We're talking about the dialogue found in the movie, the balance of the film itself, the depth of the story, its originality, and how interesting it is. Alright, so two of these actually got full points. And that was dialogue, which is to be expected for a comedy like this. If they even got half as funny as the first movie, it would still get full points because, of course, we have a, a very classic comedy. So, yes, the comedy is really well done. Lots of new written humor that works pretty well and fits within what you expect to find with Super Troopers. So Dialogue gets two out of two possible stars. The other thing that gets full points is how interesting it is. Uh, the way that I find out the score for this one is to find out, is it interesting before you see it? And does it hold that interest while you watch it? And is it interesting before you see it? Definitely, obviously, since it was 19 years since the last movie, even if you never saw the first one, you're kind of interested in seeing uh, how this one turns out since the first one was so loved in order to get a sequel in the first place. 
So that was interesting, and while you're watching it, it's still a fun movie. It's still interesting when you're watching it. So definitely two out of two possible stars for how interesting it is. If we look at the other subcategories, we're looking at the balance of the movie. And while the first one held a pretty typical, simple story, this one could have, but didn't. And honestly, where it failed to have a simple story is... Simply put, because they tried so hard to be like the first movie. Um, it had originality in there. And this is kind of where the originality comes in, too. Um, when it came down to helping out that transitional period, that alone is your plot. That's all they really needed to do, is run into a bunch of obstacles and get the job done and whatever... That was their main, simple plot line. However, because they wanted to do the whole drug thing, and the whole relationship thing, and the whole head-to-head -head against the other cops thing, it started to become, you know, more convoluted than it ever needed to be. Uh, so I had two storylines going on at once. And because of that, it wasn't as simple as it should have been, so this gets one out of two possible stars for the balance of the film, as well as the originality. Like I said, with the originality, it could have been original. It had a good foundation there. Like I said, when it came down to everything, as far as that um, Canadian-Vermont question, that was original to me. Going back to the first movie and basically rehashing a bunch of the stuff wasn't. So this also gets one out of two possible stars for originality. Um, the depth of the story is the last thing I'm talking about, and that's mostly because it's just like the first one. There is no deep, meaningful message or story going on in this movie. There just isn't. Um, so this gets zero out of two possible stars. So our writing category also gets six out of ten possible stars. So our subtotal is 12 out of 20 so far. So the next one that we want to talk about, our next category, is behind the scenes. And that, of course, has five subcategories of its own. Next up, we're looking at the behind the scenes category. Our five subcategories here goes with the visuals, the cinematography, the editing, the advertisement, and the music and sound. Alright, so the only thing that actually got full points here was advertisement. It was exactly as advertised. No false advertising whatsoever found here. Two out of two possible stars for that. Everything else, though, gets half points because it's a comedy. And this is typically what you'll find for any modern comedy and even most classic comedies. It's because they don't really need that to have great, you know, scores here. Visually speaking, it's exactly what you'd expect to find out of a Super Troopers movie, but it's also exactly what you would expect to find out of a comedy. So that gets one out of two possible stars. Nothing stands out. Nothing's all that amazing. It's just typical. Uh, same can be said for cinematography, the, the way that they work the camera. It's nothing fancy, nothing challenging. It's just typical, typical stuff. One out of two possible stars. Uh, Editing-wise, Exactly the same, nothing challenging, nothing that stands out, uh, just typical average editing. So this gets 
one out of two possible stars. The music and sound, again, exactly what you typically expect. Nothing stands out. Nothing makes you scream, I want to hear that soundtrack. Nothing really screams, oh my goodness, that's some great audio editing, audio, you know, design. Nothing. Nothing. It's all just typical. One out of two possible stars. This makes the BTS behind the scenes category get a score of 6 out of 10 possible stars as well. So once again, 18 out of 30 possible stars. Let's move on to the narrative arc category, which has five subcategories of its own. Alright, so the next one is narrative arc category. You should know the subcategories just by knowing what the narrative arc is. That is the introduction, the inciting incident, the obstacles, the climax, and the falling action. Only two of which got half points. And that would be the inciting incident and the falling action. Um, the inciting incident only got half points because I wasn't entirely sure which inciting incident we were supposed to listen to. Was it the fact that these cops that were no longer cops finally got their jobs back in order to transition uh, the period between Vermont and Canada? Was that the inciting incident? Because that really did change things up. It, or was it when they found the drugs just like it was in the first movie? Uh, was that the inciting incident? Because that also changed things up. That also changed the perspective of everything that was going on. Because there was two potential inciting incidents, it was unclear as to what you're supposed to think the real one was. So this gets half points, so one out of two possible stars. The falling action, uh, only reason why I say this, and I can't really delve deep into it because then I would be spoiling the end, but the two questions I always ask for any movie is does it calm down and does it return to a new sense of norm? And if I had to guess, I would have probably imagined exactly what, how this turns out. And that is, one, it calms down, but two, it doesn't return to a new sense of norm that's any different, really, than how the movie began. So, that also gets one out of two possible stars. Everything else actually gets perfect. Uh, the introduction does a good job of reacquainting you not only with the characters, but explaining to you how they got to this point 19 years later. Are they still doing exactly what they were doing at the very, very tail end of the last movie? Or did something happen? And one of the greatest mysteries of the movie is explaining to, explaining to you what happened in those 19 years, how they got to be where they are in life. And it's pretty funny. It's just a little tidbit, but it's funny. Introduction. Definitely gets two out of two possible stars. Uh, the Obstacles, this is a comedy, um, but it's also a mystery, just like the first one, as to how they're going to get the job done. Um, so lots of obstacles to go along with them. It's mostly the head-to-head -head stuff with the Canadian troopers, but there's also some other things to be found there as well. So two out of two possible stars for that. The Climax is a big scene at the end, it's culmination, it's bigger than anything else in the movie, so two out of two possible stars for that. So if we add up all the points in the narrative arc category, we actually get eight out of ten possible stars. So 18 plus eight equals 26 out of 40 possible stars. 
at this point. Next up, we're looking at the entertainment category, which is probably the most important category to be found, honestly. So let's talk about the entertainment category and its five subcategories of its own. So how do we score the entertainment category? Well, with its five subcategories. And those five subcategories are, is this movie rewatchable? It, did you have a fun experience while watching the movie? Regardless of any technical faults, did you have fun, basically? Do you have any impulse to buy it or own it? Do you have any impulse to talk about it? And does it suck the audience in? These five things, while are based in bias, are somewhat understandable for how you would be entertained by a movie. So let's look at this. Rewatchable? I think so. I think I would go back and I would watch this movie again. Uh, it's it's good enough, maybe not so good as the original, but it's still funny enough to want to go back and watch some of the jokes that they came up with for this movie. So rewatchable definitely gets a full score of two out of two possible stars. Fun experience, like I said, this hat mostly has to do with the comedy and the comedy alone. Um, which they did a good job of reinventing. So the comedy gets two out of two possible stars for that. Here's where things get a little bit different than the original. Your impulse to buy it. For the first one, I said I wouldn't mind owning it, but I don't think I would actually go out and buy it, so that originally got half points. This time, though, I don't think I'd care to really own or buy it. This is one of those things where it's like, oh, that's cool, it's got, you know, it's got a sequel and it's fun to watch but other than that do I really care to own it do I really care N not really uh, I don't think I'd buy it I don't think I'd add it to any w uh, wish lists for my birthday or Christmas or anything like that so for this I'm actually gonna give it zero out of ten possible stars or sorry zero out of five two it's it's late zero out of two possible stars for that um, Impulse to talk about it? Not really. Uh, there's not much to talk about this movie that isn't really the same as talking about the first one. And I didn't really care to talk about the first one either. So this one also gets zero out of two possible stars. Um, does it suck the audience in? Somewhat. Um, when it comes down to sucking the audience in, this mostly has to do with the mystery, just like the first one, the case that they're de dealing with. Um... And just like the first one, the case itself is not all that captivating. It's a very basic story that is basically in place to keep the film going. It's the Energizer Bunny portion of the film, and it's not the greatest in the world. It just is what it is. So this gets one out of two possible stars. So if we add up everything together, we have five out of ten possible stars. And like I said with the first movie, don't worry about that score. Five out of ten usually means that it is perfectly entertaining. It just didn't blow me away. It didn't melt my brain as, say, a ten out of ten possible star rating for entertainment would. So this gets 5 out of 10 possible stars so so far we're doing pretty good next up we're looking at the specialty category these are going to be five specialty subcategories that I came up with for the movie itself let's get into it alright so what are these 
specialty subcategories. These are five questions that I wanted to know before I saw the movie um, that I could only imagine people would be thinking about even if subconsciously. Um, what they want to see or expect to see out of Super Troopers 2. So the first thing is um, sequel. How does it work as a sequel? So when I ask this question, typically speaking, there are, there's two things that I'm asking. One is, did the movie have to be made? And two, did they add anything new? Both of these actually kind of have an arguable stance. Did it have to be made? On a technical level, not at all. The first one works very well on its own, but people really wanted to see these characters in action again. They wanted to see more Super Troopers 2 without, you know, seeing the first one multiple times. They wanted to see new material. And in that regards, it's like, eh, kind of, I guess. So this kind of gets half. Um... And then when it's asking if there's anything new, it's kind of like what I said before with the originality. There's somewhat something new, so this is also arguable. Um, the whole thing with Virginia versus Canada, that's new. That's pretty original. Um, but at the same time, it really does rehash a ton of what happened in the first movie. So for both of these, um, it kind of added... A quarter so we at the end still get half points and get five out of ten possible stars um, next up you want to know the comedy the first one I expected more dumb humor so I was kind of surprised at what I got when I saw the movie but this time I knew what I was I was expecting so I wanted to see more of that and it's exactly what I got. They did a very good job at really bouncing back into character and really bouncing back into what the characters stand for and their comedy and everything like that. So this gets full points, 10 out of 10 possible stars. Next thing I kind of wanted to see, honestly, was if this was going to be an instant classic. And the reason why is because when I saw that first movie, I really did instantly see how this became a classic. So if I was seeing this back in 1999 with all the movie knowledge that I have today with thousands of movie reviews, I would probably see how it was an instant classic. Well, in 1999, you know, I was still in elementary school. <laughs> um, I was getting ready to graduate on to middle school, but I didn't have the appreciation that I do now about movies. But that's a good thing, though, because I just saw the first one now, and I could see how it was an instant classic. Did the second one have that? While there were elements here and there where I could see how in 20 years they could be seen as classic, it doesn't have the same magic as the first one had. It really doesn't. It feels more like a modern comedy than it probably wanted to. Maybe a little bit better in some regards, but it still suffers a little bit when it comes down to that. Um, so while it has a little bit of both, I have to give it half points here and give this 5 out of 10 possible stars. Um, 
One of the main problems the first one had was the mystery, the case behind everything. It's one of the things that could have made the movie a whole heck of a lot better if they actually came out with a case that made more sense with the comedy and was more memorable than it ultimately is. So I kind of wanted to see that out of the sequel. They had nearly 20 years to think of a new case that would be um, perfect in regards to being memorable. And they really didn't pull through with that. It's basically the same thing. It's a mystery that helps the movie further along what it's trying to do. It helps the plot move along. But other than that, it's nothing. So 5 out of 10 possible stars, that's kind of disappointing. But hey, what, what can I say? Halfway decent. Did the movie producers and filmmakers and all that fun jazz did they make the movie that they intended to make from the get-go and for this i gotta say yeah i mean i'll give credit where credit is due they made the movie that they intended to make from the get-go uh so this gets 10 out of 10 possible stars if we add up all the stars all together through all the categories we get 66 out of 100 possible stars that's 66 percent which is 11 percent lower than what i scored the first one which was 77 um so that's that guys tell me what you thought of super troopers 2 um and for the com and for the podcast alone you know you can subscribe to me uh rate and review because it's always fun if you have any questions or concerns you know that you can uh Either put them in a review, or you can email me at dave at davexaminsmovies.com. But until then, guys, peace out.